Brandon Vogel is with us. Love checking in on Saturday mornings with Vogues. That's Counter- so crazy Reed. that Brandon is wearing a fire Satterfield hat. How well, is no. That, how is no. that even? Is that what that says? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He is, he is he is kidding. Counterread.com is where you read Brandon Vogel, Aaron Sorensen. Vogues, we'll get to all of it, but not a, not a great day for Nebraska. Yesterday, the Iowa nightmare, the tough uh, showdown in, in Madison with Nebraska volleyball, and then an overtime heartbreak against Stanford with, uh, with soccer. But we'll start with football. And what did you see yesterday? Uh, any okay takeaways? And uh, how did you take the what-the-hell moments? Um, what I saw was what happens if you ask AI to generate an Iowa-Nebraska game from 2015 <laughs> to 2022. Um, grabbed, grabbed the long touchdown pass from, from Nebraska last year. Grabbed a couple of blocked kicks that have been sprinkled in. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of Nebraska turnovers to model. I mean, that's what it was, right? Like, I'm, I'm struggling to find the, the right analogy here, but it's just Iowa. It, it's Nebraska is – it's like Nebraska is in recovery. Iowa's been sober for 20 years. That's the difference between these – that's the difference between these two programs right now. And, and, and I think Nebraska knows where it's going. But they're they're just they're just not quite there yet. So that's that's what I saw. Yeah, that that's getting Jesus. clipped and going on Twitter, Brandon. That's going to be up on Twitter before noon. That is that's too good. <laughs> you asked AI. <laughs> it went so according to script. Oh my god, that is. Uh... Oh, if this is going to be the off season, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm glad uh, that's that's a much better conversation than a, than a fire Satterfield conversation. And not to defend the guy, maybe one day he'll get fired. I don't know, but it ain't going to be this year. Cranach, <laughs> that tone wasn't good. Well, maybe one day <laughs> it'd be very unfortunate if something happened to him. But you know, no, I, he's getting money. He's taken care of. Oh, we're going right back to the uh, the mafia analogy, huh? Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying. You know, Gertie wants to go to the sports book apparently this morning. But, did you know uh, if Marcus Satterfield's into model trains? <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. I, I, it's not a serious conversation though. Right now, it's not a serious conversation it, because it's. I mean, Rule just said he's not doing it. So let's yeah, go yeah. out. Maybe, I mean, maybe change, change change the hashtag branded to apply pressure on Satterfield to produce better <laughs> offense or something like that. Maybe that's too long. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of where I'm at too. Just two weeks ago. I mean, as you guys are talking about, like, he's like, what, I mean, and how he put it too was like, what are we going to do? We're going to start over a new scheme next year after like whatever, you know, the record wasn't quite what anybody wanted it to be. The offense limited by injuries, all acknowledged. That's the, that's the built-in disclaimer. But still, you'd expect them to have a little bit more success sporadically, at least. Um, and rules just like no, like <laughs> why reset the clock on on whatever it is we got done, um, which you know may not have been apparent on the field all that often, but something was happening behind the scenes, whether it was good or bad. I guess we'll we'll find out. You know, and we're. It, it's it's another frustrating end to a Nebraska season. We're off into the off season. We're already seeing it now. Like 
If you want numbers that prove the point one way, you'll find them. If you want numbers that prove the point the other way, you'll find them. Just saw a tweet about Sarkeesian being five and seven, first year at Texas. Um, Mike Norvell early at, at Florida State, which is probably a better example for a guy coming from the AAC. Um, and where Florida, the mountain, or not the mountain, the hill Florida State had to climb to, to get back to where it is right now. Yeah, Mike, Michael Jordan didn't make his, his varsity team as a sophomore. <laughs> you know, sometimes the comeback is, you know, you want to be there for it. That's all. Hmm. Nebraska is Michael Jordan. You heard it. <laughs> but they wear Adidas. Michael Jordan wanted to wear Adidas, but Ben Affleck worked his tail off <laughs> to, to convince him otherwise. The parallels between Jordan and Nebraska are striking, Brandon. I'm just... I'm glad we're finally having this conversation. Great movie. A lot of people were saying it. A lot of people were saying it after yesterday. Error. <laughs> error. Not error. Error. <laughs> oh, that's what they were saying. We missed that second <laughs> syllable. Uh, error. Hey, error. Hey, hey, by the way, by the way, for all this, for all this crap uh, that everybody's giving Satterfield, Nebraska ends the season, 12 games, a very nice, there's no point anything. It's just a nice whole number here. Nebraska ends up averaging... 18 points a game, which if you're Casey Tominaga is fantastic. I mean, what a great season <laughs> he's having, but for an entire football team, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to get it done. 18 points against, um, this is great against power five, 15.3 points a game. It's a lot to ask your defense. Uh, yeah. Yep. In November, 13 and a half points a game. Bigger Which ask. stands to reason because every score was thirteen to ten, pretty much. So yeah. Well, and well, like, think about think about the fact too, where you're averaging thirteen and you're going minus two. <laughs> you're going minus two or minus three in in turnovers. There's so many. Well, there's so many depressing offensive statistics from this season, but the one that that is getting me is Nebraska failed to register a thousand yard passer or a 500 yard rusher. And I remember that being one of the preseason topics. What's a healthy rushing statistic? And I think we said one of the running backs at a thousand, one of them at 500, one of them at 250. That's what we came in with. Like that'd be a healthy rushing statistic. Yet again, it's the quarterback leading Nebraska in rushing in Heinrich Harburg with 477 yards. Nebraska fails to get a 500 yard rusher. And worse than that, they fail to get a 500-yard passer. They get 967 with Heinrich Harburg, not even a 1,000-yard passer, which in modern college football is impressively difficult to do, I think, to not have a 1,000-yard passer on your roster. Here's, here's an offensive stat for you. Uh, <clears throat> Nebraska finished with the exact same point total as Iowa after 12 games. But, there, but so Iowa's offense it? sucks. Oh. <laughs> right <laughs> but i mean realistically like it, to the point of why is iowa sitting there at 10 and 2 why is nebraska 5 and 7 for as good as nebraska's defense was and it, it gave this this offense like every opportunity uh it, it gave up i was only giving up 146 points this year nebraska's at 219 it finished the year minus three in, in points yeah. so five and seven eh, it's, it's about right Vogues, I want to ask you, Brandon Vogel with his counter read, counterread.com. They had a great Black Friday special. Uh, can log on, find out more with counter read. But Vogues, uh, and we had the question from the other Dave, what are the chances that Nebraska can still get to a, a bowl game as a five-win team? What's your thought on that? And 
would you take one more game? You as a Nebraska fan out there, check in on the stream. You want one more game? Are you ready to go to bed? And let's talk spring football after recruiting and the portal. Talk to me about this five and seven Mike Riley 2.0 opportunity. What what does Nebraska face? Yeah, I haven't hadn't haven't done my tally yet. I was waiting for I was kind of like, well, I'll well, just wait for today and, and and see how this thing how this thing shakes out rather than try and project it. I think Nebraska would take the opportunity. Um, oh, I yeah. guess I'd be surprised if they wouldn't. Um, you know, I don't even know if it, not that I've seen. I don't think rules even been asked about it, but uh, I, I'd be surprised if in a year one scenario they give up those practices. Um, but it's it's different now than it was in 2015 with with the the portal and I mean, boy, that just kind of sent me down uh, down into a, a space thinking about like, oh yeah, last time Nebraska went to a bowl game, like it was barely a thing of like your players not wanting to play in that. Um, it's been that long, but I think they would take one if 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 it shook out that some five and seven teams were eligible. I think, and it seems like a long shot, obviously, but could happen, could happen, and maybe after today we'll know a little bit more. I want to go back real quick and talk about this um, this thought that Nebraska having a running quarterback be such a prominent part of their offense cannot work. That it's a, it's an it's an interesting one, be, and I. Nebraska seems to, and this goes through coaches for whatever reason, Nebraska seems to favor the mobile quarterback more than most programs on earth. Fair. I don't know why, but right. Like you can name Zach Lee and Tanner Lee pretty much. If you're nasty, Taylor. Last, yeah, if you're nasty, yeah. First name, Zach, last name, Lee. One of those two things. You're not going to be a running quarterback. <laughs> Everything else. Uh, everyone else is going to be. Well, Nebraska needs the best of both worlds. They need to go find a kid named Zach Martinez. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> That'd be perfect. Uh, so Martinez equals really, really fast runners. I get it. Um, but, you know, even watching the the Alabama LSU game, that, that game was totally different. That brought an entirely different element because of the running quarterback. You look at right now the SEC conference leaders, Jaden Daniels, very special player, obviously. But th- thousand yard rusher, he's second in the conference in rushing, right? Milrow is down like twenty first, but it's because they didn't really let him free too often until more recently. Um, I, I guess what I'm getting at is, is it okay to be that team in the Big Ten to just favor that? To be like, hey, we're going to have a running quarterback that is a core part of our program. It is an additional plus one in the run game, and we're just going with it. I think it's um, everybody wants a, a threat back there. You want a functional runner. Um, you can't. I, I don't think you want to be in a spot where your quarterback just at the start of the season. You're just like, yeah, that's that's Nebraska's leading rusher because that's always Nebraska's leading rusher over basically the past decade. Mm-hmm. Like, I do not think that's that's where you want to be. I mean, let's just run down down the playoff teams off the top of our head. Georgia, no. You said Alabama, no. Michigan, no. Ohio State, no. Washington, no. Playoff contenders. Um, Oregon, no. In a lot of ways, I think Bo Nix is kind of the guy that they they would – like if you could just choose anyone, it's Bo Nix. He had some 
he had some years where I think he rushed for maybe three, 400 yards uh, during the Auburn years. I don't know where, he, where he's been at at Oregon because he just completes like 88% of his passes. So why even bother, um, you know, putting him at risk? But he's a guy who, who can run, who can be a threat there. But his primary attribute is his ability to operate the offense and make the throws. I think that's what everybody's looking for. But for Nebraska, to your point, Mark, it, it would represent um, quite a bit of a change um, when you just look at how often Nebraska's had to lean on that QB run game. Yeah. It, and it just feels like even the more prominent programs – and Elijah, jump in after this. I, I, well, I've done some here, research just... and I, I found a Zachary Martinez, quarterback from Santa Fe, New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so, so thank, thank you. <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, I, I I feel like I'm just seeing a, a, a broader acceptance of having a running quarterback, even at those traditional big SEC schools, even at Alabama, even at LSU. I mean, LSU depended on it. Um, so it's interesting to me. It's a, I, I'm just not sure that it's something you need to completely rule out. And I think it's a potential differentiator for Nebraska in a in a conference that clearly has a lot of similarities. You got to set yourself apart somehow. And that one seems to just kind of fit Nebraska, but go ahead, Elijah. Sorry. Oh, no, I, I got my two cents in Zachary Martinez quarterback from Santa Fe, New Mexico, 2000 passing yards, a senior season, 20, That's too many, too many, get them out of here. Touchdowns, nine interceptions. I mean, not even a recruiting services. I, I, all I'm saying, all I'm saying, he's got a name for a Husker quarterback. Here's here's what I'm saying about the the quarterback run part of things. I I would like it as part of the offense just because of the stress it causes on a defense. Now that being said, you gotta you gotta go find a dude that that stays healthy, and that's easier said than done. And quote, can we ask as much as we can say the O-line improved and we can look at numbers and say that they were tops in rushing in the Big Ten. All those things are great. But as the offensive line, this isn't hammering or asking to fire anybody. I'm just telling you what it is. And you don't have an offensive line that's dominant enough right now in run blocking to to line up and get you four or two on fourth and two. So if you can't just straight up hand it off to a stud eye back or two or three with a great offensive line, then you better damn well sure have a quarterback that can add to the run game option. You need both options, I think, Vogues, if, if you're going to want to be a little bit different in, in the Big Ten or a threat on offense. Now, I don't know what to tell you because the, the dual threat quarterbacks – uh, tend to, to be turnover prone historically at Nebraska. Yeah. I mean, I think the offensive line is part of that. And, you know, I was thinking about this prior to the Iowa game. If you had to name a offensive assistant coach MVP, who are you going with this year? And might be Riola. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but, but, but to your point, yeah, they can't just line up and get those four yards consistently, but this year in particular, and again, injuries, asterisks, always noted, like they can't, they can't do like anything where it's like, it's, it's third and five. Now they were very good on third down yesterday, um, which is another reason that Black Friday was particularly black. If you are a Husker fan, I think, um, <clears throat> 
but they don't right now have that receiver where it's like, okay, it's, it's time. Like, we're just going to go to our guy. Um, and you need that. You don't have, even if you didn't have that guy, you don't have the accuracy at quarterback right now to consistently execute it. Like, um, so all, all those pieces, like it, the offensive line point, I, I agree. And that's kind of the biggest one that you can just control. Like if, if you don't have that guy at running back, you're like, Hey man, can you please get us five yards? Like if you've got a really good O-line up front, maybe they can bring a, a, you know, slightly above average running back to that point. But it's, uh, they just, they need, they need an upgrade at skill talent, I think, um, in, in the off season. And maybe that's coming through guys that they've already recruited. Like that's, that's a real possibility. I'll be real interested to see what happens in the portal, how active they are. But I think moving to 2024 now, I, O-line was was mildly encouraging, I think, by the time mm-hmm. we got to the end of the year. Pass protection in particular, right? I just think if you took a snapshot today versus a snapshot a year ago of the offensive line's pass protection, and maybe that's as simple as Prohaska coming in, which, which would have allowed Corcoran to slide down even though he's been out. Um, but, yeah, it got better. Like, just straight up, it got better. Mm-hmm. On the skill position side of things, I it's a, it's a good point because – it, I've you you just look at and and maybe that's the kind of the Big Ten West problem, right? Like when you boil it down, everybody, it's it's the lack of that. It's why Braylon yeah. Allen, someone like Braylon Allen, sticks out so much, and we all know his name is because he's wow, that's actually an above average skill position player, like that could make the NFL. Wow. Whereas like you look at, around the rest of the conference and and the rest of the West. And then Nebraska's like nobody from this team offensively is making the NFL. Are they like this year? They're not doing it. I'm not saying it'll never happen. Malachi, maybe one day. Right. Mm-hmm. But from this team, who, who is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think that. And, and you're right. Like it is kind of the West's problem. I think uniquely, and it's going to impact Iowa. It's going to impact Wisconsin. Um, you just look at this with, with those teams coming in from the Pac-12. And they're going to have – like, it's it's not going to be, you know, Washington's just going to come in and do what they do. Oregon, maybe. Um, UCLA, I think, in some ways is well-suited. And, and USC, boy, uh, we'll see. But, um, like, talked about this on our post-game video last night on our, our YouTube channel just quickly. But if you, you look at that, like – kind of the one of the things that will last with me this season is is Nebraska got to a point where it could be in these kind of ugly uh big 10 games didn't win any of the last four um as as we're well aware but that's gone now so like if you're if you're finally at a point where you're like yeah we can we can slug it out with a Wisconsin with an Iowa um it on their terms that's great but that now makes you what the sixth best team in the league <laughs> Yeah, uh, how about Scott in the stream? By the way, Sims won't make the NFL. How's this? <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently Scott not. Scott uh, loved the top rope attack. Even though Coach morning. Rule, even though Coach Rule called him a Sunday guy leading into this year, maybe he was talking about church. Maybe he was talking about church. It's possible. <laughs> That's a tough one. You know, they uh, they obviously thought like this is their guy that is is going to be able to run what we want to do. And yeah, you were making an upside pick. Like we, we, we knew about some of the limitations coming in. 
Um, that said, like he played so little, like his number of turnovers on this year are just like whatever. Um, it's just like <laughs> throw that away. Like it's like losing 12, 12 straight coin flips. Like it can happen, but um, not supposed rare. to. I hope Most... I hope Rule learned a lesson there. By the way, I think he did. Right, like you, you are going to have plenty of pressure as it is at quarterback. You don't need to peg a guy as a Sunday guy to just juice everybody up to expect the world. And then he rolls in and he didn't set up Jeff too nicely there. Well, but Jeff will make a great linebacker. I believe that. Uh, well, Brett, Brett, quickly, let's talk about the quarterback position and talk about the portal options here, because the portal is going to get hot and heavy here in about the next week as season ends, the, the early signing day approaching guys are going to get their name into the portal. A discussion we've had on this show does Nebraska, it's, it's not a question of if, with the portal quarterback. They're going to go get a portal quarterback. The question is, do they go get one? Do they go get two? What, what is your take on this situation? Do you, do you limit what you can get in the portal if you try to go after two guys? But then the flip side being, do you put all your eggs in one basket if you only go get one guy like they did with Jeff Sims? What do you think the right answer is at the portal? And I think the realistic answer is probably it depends who is out there. But as you foresee it right now, do you think Nebraska goes after one? Do you think they go after two? Because... Based on what I saw this year, I think Nebraska does need an entirely new quarterback room once the season begins next year. Yeah, I think I think one is what would make the most sense. Now, you know, as we saw um, in in the Big Ten West this past off season, like Wisconsin brought in what three. Now that was a year one scenario that might be a little bit different. Like the big one that worked out was was Illinois with Altmeyer, who was, you know, pretty, he looked like a, a first year starter. Um, but by the end of the year, by today, like he's, he's playing pretty good football and, Oh, they also brought in like a very accomplished starter from ball state. Now it so happened that he, his great grandfather, grandfather and uncle all played at Illinois. Like he, if you can find that guy out there, um, great. Who's just going to come to, he walked on as a transfer and, and played wow. great in two games. Um, John Paddock. It was it was a, it was a great story for the past couple of weeks. Um, I think, but I think I think one to start, and you know, it depends, I guess, on how they honestly feel about the upside of of Purdy after two games. Like, speaking of rough off seasons, I know Husker fans are feeling it, but uh, imagine Purdy playing pretty well in his two starts and both of them ending on an interception. Um, rough rough way to go out I, I think in terms of the portal in general and i'm planning to write about this as we get into it like particularly at a place like nebraska like if you're florida state you can get a coleman to come in and be a freak wide receiver obviously you take it and do it but anybody could have like seen that i'm a big fan of those players coming up guys that have been very good at g5 or even fcs i mean we've seen successes here hmm. with Samori Turi. I would call Omar Brown that after the season he just had. Um, I think that's the way to go rather than the other way of, um, well, yeah, this guy used to be at Alabama. Didn't work out, but Alabama's loaded, right? Um, mm, you know, yeah. and it's, not that that can't, it's not that that can't work, but I just kind of look at it as like find those, find those guys who are having success already. Um, that's how I would do it if, if at quarterback or really at any other position. The good news is for the portal, sorry, one last point is Nebraska, I think, is pretty well set on the O-line, which if you don't have to be in the O-line marketplace or if you can be really, really selective, um, you're in a good spot. 
And uh, you don't want to be Colorado. Let's put it that way. And Brendan, no. I mean, Oregon State proved it last offseason. You can find the best of both worlds in terms of a guy that finds success and was at Clemson. How the hell did Oregon State play yeah. that one? And how the hell did the entire country just think that DJ was like some not worthwhile starting quarterback? Like, it's not like he had some awesome throws last night. They got whacked, but I mean, he's he's a good ball player. Yeah. And uh, I mean, well, Oregon State really, really impressive over the past couple of. I mean, smart, smart for him, for a guy who was at Clemson to go all like almost as far across the country as you can go from from Clemson um, to an Oregon State, like recognizing a good situation. Um, smart move on his part, smart move on their part to to kind of see the value there. Um, and now they might lose their coach to Michigan State. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's, mm, I, I wonder, too, at quarterback, how much it'll change now that NIL is settled a little bit or you've kind of been through a cycle anyways. Um, you know, I wonder how that might affect things too. With quarterbacks understanding kind of what they're worth, quarterbacks putting their name out there, and then Nebraska's ability to give them what they want. Uh, and what does that do to the dynamic in the room already, right? Yeah, here comes Johnny, $2 million a year guy, right? I've been here the yeah. whole time getting my ass kicked. I get I get two hundred <laughs> grand. What's going on, you know? Uh it's uh yeah it's it's kind of interesting how that's uh how that could shake out it feels like nebraska will be well positioned though to compete in that market fair i think so yeah i think so um the the need should be apparent um as as people are out there uh, as quarterbacks are out there kind of <laughs> waiting for the offers to roll in brandon before we get you out of here as we have gary sharp standing by in the green room can you sum up the 2023 season in a word or a phrase i saw this out there on twitter last night and i want to get your take a word or a phrase that describes the 2023 season how will we look back on this season maybe a year from now maybe five years from now i've got one um, go for it uh it starts with an f as i was sitting next to our dear friend <laughs> scott 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 loyal listeners sitting next to me at the bar the bar and as soon as the pick happens i mean we're talking a joe pesci tribute of just 17 of them in a row and it they escalated in different tones and force uh saying that word after the interception failure and was that it as well no in that the no <laughs> <laughs> Rhymes with puck, and uh, he, uh, just to hear, and I wasn't laughing at him or his misery, but I just turned, and, and he absolutely represented all of Nebraska in that moment. But to be frank, I mean, were you guys not expecting something bad to happen? Yeah, it's all our fault. We manifest- no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying no, you're you'd, right, seen it, you'd, see, you'd seen it enough where yeah. you're, you're sitting there saying, okay, they had – the ball at the 50 it didn't happen they got an interception yeah. okay well here's the they're thing gonna play I, with, I they're gonna play the... with fire here and this meth lab is gonna explode versus just figuring out a way to to fix it and 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 win there's just it just went the wrong way and you knew it was gonna happen something bad was gonna happen despite tommy hill's best up it just felt to me when i saw the interception at 40 seconds left i was like oh they're gonna find a way to lose this in overtime i didn't think they'd find a way to lose it in regulation (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean the the surprising thing to me about that last play was that I really thought Iowa would somehow find a way for the punter to intercept it instead of a defensive <laughs> tackle. Um, no, I mean, 
that's like the word I would choose. And it's a little bit of uh, trying to manifest something. I think this off season and, but it's also what I would choose. I, I would go with different. I would go with different. I, you would go with what? What's the word again, Brandy? Sorry. I would go with different because uh-huh. like we can look at this and we can all agree that I'm not surprised to see that happen. But I think the really important thing, at least how I'm approaching it, is like all those one score losses, the turnovers, all that stuff. Like, even though it feels like just a continuation of the Nebraska that we've seen, like we really need to treat it as like that's this staff's. That was this staff's first year. Um, It may have looked like all the years that came before it. But I really do think like when Matt Rule said this week, you know, if you did an autopsy of the program, which not to be word police, but that means the program's dead. I knew what he was saying. If you took an autopsy, you'd see a healthy, you would see a healthy program, um, a healthy but dead program. But, but I get it. Like the point is, capable of organ donation. Capable of organ donation. Yeah. Be like, oh, this, this kidney, these kidneys. Um, <laughs> I do think I do think Nebraska's kidneys and all of its other organs are in good shape. That I guess uh, to continue the analogy. Yeah, the fans are the fans. Kidneys are not, however. If you uh, <laughs> if you cut open a, a person in an autopsy and they have healthy organs, that's an organ donor. That's what that is. Yeah, like, right, right. That's yeah. all this is. That's all this huh. is. <laughs> I didn't think about it that way. That's... So, may... <laughs> so in the off season, Nebraska needs to work on its turnovers, and uh, Rule needs to work on his analogies. And somebody, somebody in the stream, who was it? <laughs> if you scroll, <laughs> scroll up in the. No, not that one. Not that one. The one about <laughs> the one about rules Fu Manchu. <laughs> Somebody put in there something about his Fu Manchu. Well, did you guys see? And I want to bring what in Gary that? for this. Did you guys see that that rule yeah. did not have the Fu Manchu going pregame? He was out yes. there for pregame warmups, and there was no Fu Manchu. He shaved that at some point when he was at the stadium. And I'm what? not sure if you guys noticed or not. Evan Cooper yeah. had the same look going on, so I'm not sure what that was. What was going on with the Fu Manchu look? But oh man, that was like their equivalent of like shaving your head in the mid '90s before steroids and and going out to dominate. Oh my! God. Wow. What? What? Don't tell no, me they I'm... weren't on steroids. Some of them. Whoa. Some of them. I know. Gary's sitting over there like no. No, I'm not saying no, but I'm saying whoa, that's awful early to go with the steroid route. Well, listen, it's, it's been 30 years already. Like, we can say that. And for those listening and not watching, Gary Sharp has checked in on the Saturday morning edition of Hail Varsity yeah. Radio. Gary, good morning to you. Hey, good morning, boys. How are we doing today? Let's talk oh, How was our night last night? How are our social media mentions last night? We, uh, we did time last night uh, with post-game Sharpie, you know, the feeling. And uh, Elijah and I just kind of nodded and... He went to bed, uh, crashed out early, and caught up with uh, the wife and just went to bed. And we both feel pretty good today, but nothing's changed. There's still venom and anger, and I get it uh, this morning, bright and early, uh, with, with how things shook out yesterday. Yeah, I, I, don't think, I don't think we're in the business of fan policing. People care. No. People yeah, care, yeah, and, exactly. and you let them vent after a game like that that looked all too familiar. So – let it let it rip. I think there's a you guys were just talking about and this will be a popular discussion of is year one a success or disappointment. 
it's not a failure. That's the wrong word to use. I, I think at the end of the day, as I wake up this morning and I think about the season, um, this season caught up to Nebraska. I, I think we got caught up in October where they went on a run. They started to have some momentum, which this program has, has desperately lacked, is any momentum or seizing opportunities. And, you know, it, it just we – were, we were hoping for the best, and what they have, it caught up to them in the month of November. Now, that doesn't discount that they had opportunities, but at the end of the day, Nebraska – Nebraska showed you exactly who they are in 2023, a 5-7 team with a lot of warts that somehow they were able to cover up. But when the quarterbacks got better or the pressure ramped up or the run defense got better, then Nebraska really – they really kind of – they showed their cards, and they don't have a lot of cards, hmm. and thus you lose the last four. But I will tell you this. I think the biggest thing – and I know Brandon and, and Aaron and Brady will write about this and we'll all talk about this – is – if you want to sit here on Saturday after they lose to Iowa and say, was this year a success? Was it a disappointment? I think you can do that, but I think it's too layered. Guys, I think the response to this season is the biggest thing that will help this program moving forward because they've all been through it now. They know what has ailed this program. They know what the roster is. So what is your response beginning with ret- retention on your roster, additions on your roster, and being able to develop with those without those extra 15 practices, which this program has missed out on 105 over the last seven years. So to me, the bigger thing is the one thing that this staff can control after this year that doesn't end in a bowl game is their response. How do you address the issues that are at hand? Because I think you were good off the field. I think, man, there's some red flags of on the field in game that this staff really needs to take a deep look in the mirror. Gary Sharp is with us, the Iron Horse. Vogues will let you sneak out, but tell us about Counter Reed here real quick, partner, before we say goodbye. Thanks again for jumping in this morning. Yeah, twice twice weekly newsletter. Uh, do a couple of free posts each week as well, so people can get a, get a little taste of, of what we're doing over there before, before jumping in the fold if they want. But uh, we don't encourage that. Just jump in two feet. Um, so... Aaron Sorensen and I covering uh, Nebraska athletics and as, as Gary mentioned, which I think that was very well put, Gary um, kind of nailed it. Uh, plenty to talk about as we go forward with not just non-football sports, but a lot to dig into on the football front this offseason. So thanks a lot for having me on again, guys. Yep.